everyone. Welcome to Prairie Dac Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today to answer your medical questions is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thanks for being here with us today. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is orthopedic issues. I know most of us, either personally or someone we love, has had orthopedic issues and um We're going to be talking about those today. So if anyone has questions or topics they want us to cover on the show today, you can give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. And of course, yes, go ahead. The title of the show is Bones and Groans. I was going to say we all have bones, but we pretty much all have groans too. Uh, There you go. Bones and groans. I love it. And if you have questions other than orthopedic orthopedic issues. Of course, we love those too. Uh, Dr. Ellsworth, as we were thinking about orthopedic issues, I thought a good place to start would be talking about prevention. With the cold weather settling in here in South Dakota, it seems like we could all use a reminder specifically about the ice when it comes to prevention. That can really get some of us. Yeah, you know, you, you don't need 12 inches of snow to have ice, you know, it, and it just takes a little bit or around that time when it melts a little bit and then freezes again. And so good to be careful and uh, have uh, good shoes with good traction or, or maybe have a, a cane or something else or someone to hold on to or a walker um, and or, you know, any of us can slip. I mean, I've slipped parking at the at the clinic getting out of my pickup and just woo, it can go so fast. Um, so just being mindful, being careful, taking your time, um, and, uh, you know, maybe putting out some ice melt or something, um, you know, sh- getting the, the shoveling done so that it doesn't sit there and melt and freeze, uh, being aware of black ice, how sometimes it's just so clear and hard to see until too late and it's slippery so Mm -hmm. just being mindful of all those things and taking Mm -hmm. your time Mm -hmm. maybe leaving your house a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. yeah it does happen so fast a couple weeks ago um when it was cold i slipped on some ice and it was just so fast and i kind of fell on my shoulder and i was sore for the rest of the day a little bit um but yeah it just happened so quickly so um all of us um Many times we can kind of bounce back from falling on the ice, but sometimes you can really have some complicated injuries from that. So let's all be careful as we do that. Um, And also with the snow removal, we haven't had too much snow yet, but as we get shoveling and different things like that, anything special we should be aware of when it comes to protecting our bodies and joints? Yeah, well, you know, if you haven't been doing something like shoveling for a year, Mm -hmm. uh, you could certainly get sore afterwards. And don't overdo, you know, especially when it's that warmer snow heavier snow pace yourself you don't have to do it all in one setting Mm -hmm. um you know every year sometimes people do have heart attacks uh Mm -hmm. while shoveling snow and so it's good if you can kind of keep your activity level up in the meantime or like i said pace yourself you don't have to do it all in one setting or get help Mm -hmm. 
When it comes to our balance, that's something we can work on and uh, doing some different physical therapy or yoga or different opportunities to kind of work on our balance. How does that affect us through our as we age and how can we protect our joints from getting injured by focusing on our balance? Yeah, uh, falls obviously are a big cause of like hip fractures and other fractures, broken bones. Um, and as we get older, we do uh, naturally start to lose our balance. Of course, anyone can fall and anyone can lose their balance and it's easy to trip over things. And uh, and so, you know, preparing our houses to be safe places to walk mm-hmm. um, and having a shower mat. Uh, people fall in the shower all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, you know, doing some balance exercises and uh, maybe even standing on one leg while you're brushing your teeth, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that can really help. It's amazing how um, some of my patients that are, you know, I don't know, 85 years old and having some balance issues, they often report some improvement with physical therapy, not complete uh resolution but you know with someone working with them to work on their balance to work on their strength to get their strength back um does help Mm -hmm. and so if a person regularly you know preventatively um starts doing some some balance exercises and core strength exercises uh, far ahead of time that can really pay off Mm-hmm. Something we can maintain, perhaps. Yep, staying right. active, and uh, sometimes some of those things are a use it or lose it thing. So, mm-hmm. um, just even just going on walks can help, mm-hmm. um, and learning to you know pick up your feet, you know, and not shuffling, and and being careful where the rugs are in your house, and so mm-hmm. on. Excellent. I do love a walk, so it's good to hear that walks are beneficial to our health for so many reasons. Um, but Just not course, if it's icy. Right. Just be careful <laughs> if it's icy. Right. That's right. Excellent. Well, we're going to go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. Before the break, we were sharing that this week's Prairie Doc topic is orthopedic issues, and Dr. Ellsworth was giving us some great reminders about prevention uh, so we can protect our bodies and our joints and uh, thinking about balance and being careful on the ice and um, just some general things to, to make sure we're taking good care of ourselves and being mindful of those things. Dr. Ellsworth, what is orthopedics and what does it all include, that topic? Yeah, it, it, someone that uh, specializes in orthopedics and orthopedic surgery 
uh, is kind of the the bones and 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 muscles and uh, um, and uh, oftentimes are the ones doing some of the joint replacements and 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 some joint injections and um, casting when some you know when someone breaks something um, and it's all those bone related uh, things. Um, they're kind of the ones that uh, <laughs> if. In in medical school, you picture them with the with the hammer and the chisel. Because uh, to be honest, they're <laughs> in the operating room. Sometimes they they get that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll have a little video, a cute little video on the show of an orthopedic surgery, uh, ma- uh, how it works vaguely based out, uh, out of uh, demonstration in Play-Doh. Ooh. And so it really is a kind of fun way to visualize what's going on, like during a hip replacement, uh, with this lady that uh, this mom that that does these videos with Play-Doh. Fun. So, yeah, it is pretty fun. Excellent. Nice way to nice way to picture it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for the show we've got two orthopedic surgeons, uh, Dr. Matthew Blake with Avera and Sioux Falls. He does a lot of like shoulders, some upper upper extremity things. I mean, I know he's done hips and knees and stuff too, um, but he's kind of specializing in shoulders. And then um, a hand surgeon with uh, Orthopedic Institute, Dr. David Jones, with us as well. And so um, for him, after a general orthopedic um, resident, uh, fel- um, uh, residency, re- residency. Mm-hmm. yeah, then he did the hand uh, fellowship. Gotcha, so, so some extra training in the hand. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. I don't even know. So what are some of the more common hand issues that he would treat? I don't hear as much about hands as I do, you know, about the shoulders and hips and knees. Yeah. Well, you know, some of the basic ones would be like carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. carpal tunnel release, um, di- different hand injuries, um, different arth- arthritis, maybe injection, maybe, uh, you know, sometimes the base of the thumb is a common spot to get bad arthritis. Sometimes mm. that's the first thing that hurts. And sometimes they'll even remove that joint. Mm. Um, not sure exactly how that works, but it, it make, can make we'll it feel better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, or the, like I said, injections. Um, otherwise, um, that Deputrin's contracture is mm. something that can arise that they can work on either a surgery or an injection. And that was what my essay was on this week. Yeah, you did write an essay on that. Tell us more about that. I don't know if I should try saying it or not. Deputrin's. De- Deputrin's. Uh, Deputrin's na- named contracture. after a, a French surgeon that kind of helped uh, come up with the surgery for it. Um, he, uh, anyway, the, with the contractures, as we, as we get older, um, especially if you're of Northern European descent, can increase your risk of having the the fascia, the the outer connective tissue layer of the hand, start to kind of freeze up, and so your fingers can kind of curl in and and not want to straighten, and you could see cords visible in the palm of your hand, and it it may not hurt. Uh, sometimes there's nodules. Now, people can get nodules in their hands, little balls, and that doesn't really mean you need to do anything about that either. And and uh, and that doesn't mean you'll for sure get these contractures, but uh, they can be start out with some nodules. And over time, it just kind of gets worse and worse over years. And so sometimes it can affect your ability to use your hand and and such. Um, and, it, and it could be become painful. And so um, a hand surgeon might do a surgery to release the those contractures so you can Mm -hmm. 
open up your hand again, use your fingers again. Um, also, uh, there's a new injection that they can do uh, just in the last decade um, of an enzyme taken from a bacteria that can, it's collagen is, is, is used is in this connective t tissue and it, and it's, it kind of helps melt away some of that collagen. It's collagenase. Mm. And so, and then helps release those bonds. So then you can start opening up and using your hands again. Mm -hmm. Crazy. We had the opportunity to see it kind of firsthand, I yeah, should say. Yeah, firsthand. <laughs> uh, as my dad had this um, issue a couple years ago, he had that treated. And it was interesting when you looked at his hands, um, you could see these, the cords that you mentioned. Now, what were the cords? What is that? Is that... That's this fascia. That's, that's that's the skin yeah, you, tissue. Yeah, you kind of you think of it as the. I mean, there's those tendons underneath there, but mm -hmm. it's really kind of the stuff over the tendons. Mm -hmm. um, and so, in the olden days, uh, you know, they might even just release the whole cord. Well, then you couldn't use the finger at all uh -huh. anymore. So oh, the okay. focus is on releasing that fascia, mm -hmm. so you can still use the finger because you want to leave that cord, that tendon intact. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. And so he had the injection, injection. treatment, right? Yeah. And then. That helped loosen everything up so he could use his hands again the way he wanted to. So, yeah, it is amazing how science and medicine have brought us along. Like you said, otherwise, perhaps you wouldn't even have use of that hand uh, yeah. without these new treatments. And this is different than trigger finger, which okay. is also a thing where it can kind of get stuck, curled in. Mm. And then, um, you know, if you picture you're trying to pull in a trigger on a gun, but then it gets stuck. So then and sometimes you with a different finger, you can manually open it back up again. Well, that's trigger finger. Now, if you can't open it back up again, maybe that's more likely those contractures. But with a trigger finger, um, that tendon is getting stuck, for lack of a better term, like on a pulley. And so they release some of those pulleys, and then it doesn't get doesn't click and doesn't get uh, stuck anymore. Um, and so that's something else a hand surgeon might work on would be that trigger finger. Okay. All right. Fascinating. So lots, lots can be done with the hands. And I guess when you look at your hand, there's so, there is a lot going on there with there's the muscles and the bones and, <laughs> yeah. and the joints. So, yeah. And of uh, course, if there's any in injury to the hand or a court, you know, you cut yourself and stuff and need to be sewn up and repaired and repair those tendons, a hand surgeon's going to help you out with that too. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Tobacco can lead to tobacco, nicotine dependence, and serious health problems. Quitting smoking has immediate as well as long-term benefits for you and your loved ones. Make the decision to be smoke-free. Stopping smoking is associated with many health benefits. If you smoke, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's 784-8669. Or call the Avera Medical Group Brookings, for help to quit smoking today, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 
Dr. Ellsworth, what is a torn rotator cuff and how is it treated? Yeah, like I said, my other guest to, does a lot more shoulders. And so the rotator cuff is in the shoulder and it's a complex joint. You know, you think about the elbow or the knee, it's, it, those are hinge joints. They only go two directions, um, really. Um, whereas the shoulder goes all the way around. So because of that, it's not quite as protected either. It could get injured more easily. And you've got these four main muscles that kind of help hold it in place in those, all those directions. And so uh, those are the rotator cuff muscles. Hmm. Um, and uh, so then, you know, from um, an injury uh, to the shoulder, uh, maybe overuse of the shoulder, um, maybe, you know, pitchers in baseball can really have issues with their shoulder too. They're just throwing so hard, being so hard on it. But even anyone working, working, period, you know, mm -hmm. just uh, lifting, doing stuff all the time with their shoulder can start to have issues with it too. And so, you know, a sudden injury could tear it. Um, but also um, overuse can cause tendinopathy, tendinitis, where the tendons with the, those muscles of the shoulder get inflamed or frayed, if you will. Um, and, uh, and then just as we get older too, it can just from wear and tear start to cause us issues. And, you know, they say if you did an MRI on every guy over 60, majority of them would have rotator cuff s issues show up mm. on the MRI, but mm. they may not be noticing any issues. Mm -hmm. But if they are having issues, you know, maybe they can't lift it up as high or lift it a certain way without pain. Um, that could be a rotator cuff issue. You know, sometimes it's causes even more pain at night. Now, arthritis could be the issue too. I mean, mm -hmm. there could be other things, but, um, so th with the rotator cuff, some, you know, if there's a tear, especially, you know, you might want to have surgery to have that repaired. Otherwise that muscles just kind of, kind of get shriveled up or you end up with a frozen shoulder mm. where you can't hardly move it up or at least not past 90 degrees mm -hmm. and stuff. So, so surgery is one of the options are there other options for yeah the physical therapy okay. can be helpful working on some general stretches and strengthening to help improve that shoulder joint and mm -hmm. improve the use of those muscles uh, maybe avoiding certain activities that makes that make it worse to allow it to calm down mm -hmm. uh, maybe need to find a different uh, way that you're doing your job or uh, and in different uh, exercises can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, an injection might, might be helpful. Um, probably more if it's arthritis, but that'd be, that'd be a question for my guests tonight. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You mentioned pitching earlier and these, you know, professional pitchers. And I know even with our kids playing baseball and such, there's guidelines for how many times they can pitch in a game. Is that to protect that rotator cuff as well? Is that what that's for? Or what is that all about? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, over time we've learned that, oh, well, gee whiz, I guess if you have someone pitch over 100 times, especially when they're throwing 90 miles an hour, mm -hmm. <laughs> it won't be long before they ruin their elbow or ruin their shoulder or something. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, you've got more of those pitch counts. And especially at, at kids. I mean, they're growing bodies and we don't need them to have issues the rest of their life because of sixth grade baseball. Mm -hmm. You know, we want them to build, gradually build up that 
endurance and those muscles and and everything and so they've got pitch counts for for kids in in youth baseball a lot of times and and on up Mm -hmm. um and so it's like oh man it would sure be nice to see a pitcher pitch a whole game um but but sometimes there's costs involved with that Mm -hmm. got it uh you mentioned injections earlier and it does seem like you hear about injections as being an option instead of surgery or um for a variety of different issues. How do injections work? You might be injecting um, an anesthetic like lidocaine, something to help with the pain, but that's going to be more temporary. Um, But that could help to show, hey, well, if we injected this joint and this spot with that and it calmed it down for a little while, then that must be the spot that is the issue. If it didn't Mm -hmm. help at all, it might be something else. So it might be something you do to help diagnose. Okay. Um, a lot of times, though, when we're talking about doing injections, we're talking about putting in a steroid, uh, a type of uh, medicine that can help be an anti-inflammatory and calm down inflammation and irritation and and swelling and to help it uh, feel better. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that might just do the trick because maybe it got inflamed or irritated and, and now we calmed it down and now they're good to go for few years Mm -hmm. maybe it uh, lasts six months maybe it's two months maybe it doesn't help at all Mm -hmm. so that's the thing about injections there sometimes it's no never a a guarantee how long it'll help but there's many times where oh we do an injection every six once or twice a year and the the person's happy and and uh it keeps them from having to have a whole surgery mm-hmm. with a knee replacement or whatever else uh and just get an injection periodically when can you transition from okay we're doing we need too many injections too close together like this isn't working anymore what what are kind of the guidelines you use for that yeah it can depend on the joint okay. um and uh and it may be even be physician dependent. Maybe some will be more willing to do them more often than others. I mean, every time you do it, you risk infection. Okay. Yeah, that's my next question. What what risks are there when it comes to? Yeah. So any t- you're, anytime you're sticking a needle in anything, there's mm-hmm. there's risk of infection, sure. especially in a joint. Okay. Um, if a joint gets infected, that's that's a hard hard deal. Sometimes uh, antibiotics aren't enough. Mm. Um, to, to really get into that joint because it's some, the blood flow into a joint space. You know, it's, it's that synovial fluid, that clear fluid in there. So it's not actually blood in there. Now, sometimes you can get a blood happen to go in there, maybe from an injection or something or an injury. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's not a really get a lot of blood flow right in that joint. So if you're treating with an antibiotic, the blood flow to there might not deliver that antibiotic as well. So that's why it can be hard to treat a joint in infection. Mm. Um, and so so that can, can be one risk to it. Uh, sometimes uh, as you do more and more, sometimes they don't help as much. Um, and there are other, other things they can inject too besides steroids. There's some, oh, if you want to call it a, like a lubricant, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. t- different, different things that, that we can inject to help it uh, help help it feel better now you know some people talk about taking glucosamine and chondroitin or whatever um of some of the building blocks for that cartilage uh sometimes people find that helpful and that's great 
awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, your body breaks that down, and and so it, and you know, so if a healthy diet, you should be able to gain the nutrients you need to help make, you know. But we don't really make cartilage. I mean, that in the knee anyway, the meniscus. That's kind of that cartilage is there, and then just over time, it can kind of wear down. Now, maybe we help try to keep it as healthy as we can and rejuvenate it, but. Um, it's a mixed bag of results with like taking some of those supplements mm. and stuff. And anytime you're taking a whole bunch of supplements, you got to be careful. What's that doing to your liver? What's actually in it? Sometimes it varies from bottle to bottle. It's unfortunately not a very well regulated industry. Not saying it's not helpful, not saying a person's not going to be helped by various vitamins and, and stuff, but it is something that's not completely harmless, mm-hmm. just like any medicine. Mm-hmm. Right. So. so our cartilage, once it's wearing down, we aren't like, be, we're not going to regenerate new cartilage. Yeah, you know, they're working on that, you know, that. and sometimes there's some stem cell replacement or injections mm-hmm. or plasma rich, uh, protein rich plasma injections are studying and trying and as this regenerative medicine uh, mm-hmm. that they're kind of looking into, uh, it's a newer, newer thing, mm-hmm. um, ways of doing that. But uh but for the most part, it's you know a gradual wear and tear over time, and then, and then what can we do to do to help? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with our osteoarthritis in general, and general wear and tear, um, some people might think, oh, better quit using that joint. Mm-hmm. Um, but motion can really help it. You know, it help sometimes it helps mm, blood flow or or movement. Motion is the lotion. As mm-hmm. I think Dr. Holm might have said. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, with my own knee, I had a football injury in high school and surgery and have had surgery a couple times with my knee. Um, I found that, yeah, sometimes I have less swelling and less issues when I've been more regularly active. Not to overdo it and easy for me to say I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, a grandparent. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh I've certainly had plenty of patients that found that when they regular exercise, they did better with their joints. Um, you know, it might be a good idea to do a lower impact exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not running is not going to be the answer, mm-hmm. um, but maybe pool therapy would be a really good option or a stationary bike that helps to take some of the weight off of that joint. But moving it can can help help that joint, too. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. If you have a question you want to get in in these last few minutes, give us a call at 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Influenza has made its appearance. If you have not received a flu shot, get one now. Symptoms of influenza are fever, fatigue, cough, runny nose, body aches, and decreased appetite. Generally, influenza makes you feel much worse than the common cold. If you have questions about influenza, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. You can give us a call at 605-692-1430. 
We're talking all about different orthopedic issues this morning. We've been talking about prevention and uh, staying safe out on the ice and the snow and um, different hand issues and shoulders and um, injections. Dr. Ellsworth, we have a question about dislocation. What causes that and how can we be treating dislocation? Yeah, I mean, usually it's going to be an injury of some kind, but sometimes overuse or wear and tear again over time or sports. And, you know, the shoulder is something that can get dislocated easier because it's this ball and socket joint and that can ball can come out of its socket. And, and so then we got to try to get that back in there. So that's uh, what the dislocation is, is when the ball yeah out of the socket okay. yep. Mm-hmm. yep yep or the ac joint the acromioclavicular joint in the in the shoulder blade um i mean in the in the clavicle so in the in the front mm-hmm. of your shoulder um can come off some with an injury and so sometimes that just needs time to repair sometimes we'll put someone in a type of sling to try to give give that time to heal um I mean, people can dislocate many other joints and sure. fingers and and stuff. And so then it depends on the situation, whether they need surgery or something broke or if they need something pinned or or just a splint mm-hmm. uh, to hold it in place to allow it to heal, but then might get stiff. So then, then we got to work on therapy afterwards. So Right, right. Yeah, yeah lots of different issues there. <laughs> Absolutely. Got it. Thankfully, that's why we have these orthopedic in experts yes to uh to to guide us absolutely yes well we're looking forward to tomorrow night's show to learn more about all these different orthopedic topics and you said your um guests kind of focus on the hands and the shoulders and some of those things Yeah, more upper body but mm -hmm. we'll be happy to talk about whatever joints people want to talk about Mm -hmm. well before we go please be sure to tune in to south dakota public broadcasting television and the prairie doc facebook page for on call with the prairie doc most thursdays starting at 7 p.m central tomorrow december 9th the on call with the prairie doc television show will focus on orthopedic issues Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth will be joined by Dr. Matthew Blake of Avera Orthopedics in Sioux Falls and Dr. David Jones from Orthopedic Institute in Sioux Falls. So tune in this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, Stay healthy out there, people.